an awkward introduction usually you do like the beetlejuice sure day yeah and that one was like an off-broadway musical i was trying to spice it up make oh, you yeah. smile since you're having a bad day dude we're both having bad days this is what dog my, ownership is my day was fine until we got home <laughs> yeah until you got home and realized and killed that my your dog. dog likes to eat shit I was I, I was literally looking for like the video like a video meme mm-hmm. of the Jurassic Park episode where well not episode <laughs> movie I was just rolling with it I but was you, like yeah you know go where on. they they all look over and the sheep is gone or the goat it's the goat yeah and you see it slide into the damn uh, T Rex's mouth. Oh, that was watching Barry eat shit. For yeah, sure. it literally was that. It's exactly was what it was loop. like. And I was like. <laughs> Oh my god. Or the scene where he's on the toilet and he gets eaten. Mm-hmm. The one guy, the business guy. That's like you, buddy. Ugh. You like poop. So gross. And happy as a clam while he ate it. Yeah, so anyways, welcome back to this episode of Habeas Corpses. Hope y'all missed it. And we are missed behind us. on one Patreon episode, so I promise our patrons... We will do a very special show for this Thursday because we can't forget you, but we got pretty hectic and busy last week. So we're going to do it on the Dead Poets Society. No, we're not. Oh. Are we? No, but I did rent that movie from the library. It's on hold. I'm picking it up tomorrow. (laughs) That's not a horror movie or even anything scary. I want to show it to my language arts class, but I've never watched it. So Uh. I'm, I'm gonna watch it <laughs> i get it i get so it so we could find the horror in that movie you can find horror <laughs> in any movie but um uh we're gonna be talking ouija boards on this episode but be- yes before we get into the ouija board ouija board whatever you want to however you want to pronounce them um i want to touch on two things uh one is celebrity related um i've seen in a ton of horror pages that they are really mad that Sid Haig was left out at the Oscars in remembrance uh, section because Mm -hmm. when they do the Oscars they always do all the celebrities they lost over that year yeah and Sid Haig wasn't in there but I was almost like what'd you guys expect that's the Oscars they do the, all the fancy stars. Like, and I think people get left out on accident every year, too. Just saying. Like, I always hear at the end of every year or the end of every Oscars, everybody's like, To me, the Oscars is nothing. I'm like, who cares? Like, I mean, they're they're about mainstream, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Sid Egg wasn't no mainstream, dude. Like, No, he was not. He's in the horror hall of fame like i don't care that he was left out of the oscars because i don't even watch the damn oscars mm-hmm. um because i don't want to know about the great hit movies that were so wonderful like fast and the furious mm-hmm. and the marvel movies and this and that um but i thought that was i thought i mean just he was a great actor no doubt about it but it didn't bother me like it was bothering some people some people were really ticked off and i was like yeah Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the Oscars. The other thing I wanted to talk about is these poor souls that are on this uh, cruise ship that are quarantined right now. <gasps> no. What do you mean, no? That sucks. Yeah. So basically the ship, uh, the, there's been people found with the coronavirus on it. Um, and there's actually oh, a couple people from Utah. I think there's a group from... Ogden and a family from St. George, uh, last I heard, and they're they're quarantined for um, the in- incubation period of the virus, right? Mm-hmm. So two weeks. Two fucking weeks. But every time they find a new person mm-hmm. with the coronavirus test positive, 
they go another two weeks. So these people are literally like kind of... For the in... rest of their lives, they'll be on this <laughs> ship. Well, it's it's like solitary confinement too. They're confined to their rooms. And so if you got an upper deck room, yeah, but if you booked cheap, you're down below, man. And basically nothing more than a cell. No windows. Oh my God. That would make you go mad. And then thinking about it, like... That doesn't seem like the proper way to quarantine to me. Like I that ventilation would... system's all connected, and we've all seen outbreak. Fuck yeah! Why get gonna... them out of there and get them into a hospital and yeah, quarantine man. them in the proper way? That's lazy. They're like, don't touch them. Don't touch them. <laughs> yeah, they're literally <laughs> leaving them on the ship. And no nope, ship's quarantined. No one's going in and out. Oh my god! And people god. are like, well, why don't you just leave? They're like, we can't. We literally, they will not let us leave. It's and that's what a quarantine is. You can't. You don't so just get to about, say. How are I, they I'll break feeding them. these people? So they're feeding them and. How? Uh, what are the pro- What's the process? I don't know. That, what are I, they slipping bread under the door? Maybe they're probably going in with hazmat suits <laughs> and feeding them. And you know what? It was funny. I was listening to this from uh, on the radio from Hell Show this morning, and um, uh, I can't remember which one of them said it. I think it was Gina, and she was like. I sure hope they don't get a bill for all their food, but they probably will. Um, I would be <laughs> like, if I did, stuff. I would sue. That because that's not you. Ooh. Uh, can you imagine though being stuck in a little? Because I've never been on a cruise, but I can only imagine the accommodations on the cheaper rooms aren't that great. But you don't you. It would be like you we, don't spend any time in your room. Yeah, really. we always book very cheap motels and hotels because we don't plan on staying there. But then to be quarantined to that cheap room oh that you're in God. would be terrifying. Not only you'd get claustrophobia, I think you'd get cabin fever, what they call it. Is yeah, the, you know, you're like not seeing anybody, and um, just the pure terror of this virus would be like. I'm stuck in here and They're I'm breathing all, all the same it. air these people are and it's all circulating. What do they, do they have any kind of antibiotics that they're giving them or? Uh, right now, I don't think there's any really coarse, because it's a virus. It's I know, not but a bacterial like, infection. Still, like you want something. I mean, they, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think there's a cure or anything. There's I, a lot of like conspiracy around it too. You heard that doctor who, the, uh, Chinese doctor who kind of blew the whistle on all this. Mm-mm. Yeah, he like warned the world. He was like, "This is gonna be bad." He just died of, of the, the virus. Right? Yeah, supposedly. Did you have you seen that meme going? That, was, that was going around on Facebook before the coronavirus that said there was a a plague in eighteen twenty, a plague in nineteen twenty, and now it's twenty twenty. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, I haven't gotten any. Um, hint of like racism or anything because people are like stop judging Asians stop doing this stop doing that you're I'm like I haven't seen any of that I haven't seen any the most I've seen is people anti-corona beer (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) well I'm on board for that because I don't like how that shit tastes but I've I've never really been fan of the Mexican lagers Anyway, <laughs> so now we are a beer podcast. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I like my IPAs, but uh, um, yeah, it's a lot of people are like, you guys are all stupid. Like, the flu is way worse, and the flu pandemic and influenza and all this. And I'm like, I get it, I get it. The flu, but do you know how that stuff starts? It starts out small, it doesn't just become a pandemic overnight. No, it doesn't. And people like, oh, I I was semi-arguing with one of our uh, friends about that very fact. And then um, <coughs> there's a lot of people that are also saying uh, that the coronavirus, it exists already. And oh, from that stupid thing on the Febreze or whatever. The, the, no. Not the Febreze. <laughs> the Febreze. Kill the germs with Febreze. The Clorox spray Make sure or something. you grab the Febreze. Fuck off. <laughs> How are we battling Ebola for breeze? <laughs> no, yeah, there, it's on the um, back of uh, some of these. And I actually looked and I couldn't find it on any of them. So I don't know if it was Photoshop. I'm sure it was. But even, even if it wasn't and it did 
exist prior. I think this is a new strain. I think this is an unfounded strain. That's, yeah. And that happens all the time with viruses. It's just like influenza. They mutate you, every year. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. But it's a scary situation for those people on that ship. It's a scary situation in, all, in general. Because yeah. Anytime I hear someone stick in my room, I'm like, what the fuck is my world? <laughs> <laughs> but you should be very... Uh, cognizant of all viruses you should wash your hands Mm -hmm. uh never ever ever sneeze without covering it Mm -hmm. and don't sneeze in your hands sneeze in your damn shoulder i'm like anti-handshaking right now i'm like no i'm not doing it with anyone that's actually a good idea like pull a monk anytime you do have to handshake you have to pull out a wipe (laughs) yeah man um that's what monk did and monk never got sick man when he did that was some shit but you also have to have a strong immune system. If you're too much of a germaphobe, then you're kind of screwed that way as well. Yeah, if you eat dirt like me. So or we're, we're all like good. My we're, dog. we're 90s kids, man. We're we're set. Nothing ain't, ain't nothing going to touch us virus-wise. Just I got kidding. my flu shot this Knock year. on table. <laughs> I, did, I got my wood. flu shot this year as well. It didn't save me from a cold, unfortunately, but I guess that's not its job. No, it's not. And anyways, I think I'm going too far on the coronavirus, but I just, I thought. an American, or not an American, a uh, world horror story. It is. It's a world health emergency. Mm Kind of like SARS. That that hasn't made it to the United States, though. I think SARS made it to the United States when it was big. I didn't think it did. I thought that's I what thought that show you were watching the other day just said that it never made it to the United States. It stayed pretty localized. Hmm. Maybe, and they have maybe to... the quarantine worked. I I could have misinterpreted that or misheard it, but I swear that's what it said. It could could be true. It's like I don't think Ebola's ever made it to the United States in it's never of, spread. Like anytime it's come to the United States, it's been immediately quarantined and it's never. I don't think it's ever. It's someone has been brought back from other countries. Oh, gotcha. Like that doctor was brought in. Brought back. Brought. Brought in. Broughton's not a word. Brought is the and let's word. Let's go eat some brats. <laughs> no, he, he, was, mm. he was broughtson. Cheesy brats. He was brought back from, I think it was Sierra Leone. I don't remember. Or some one of those areas. And he was one of those doctors without borders. And mm-hmm. people were freaking out. They were like, leave his ass there. I'm like, that's bullshit, dude. As long as you keep all the procedures protocols and protocols and... in line. And those people know him. what they're fucking doing when they bring someone back with a disease. Like, they're not Oh, he was in, around. like, airtight capsule. Yeah. Like, a plane that was made for this. And then, like, a ward and everything like that. Like infectious disease wards and things, they're pretty airtight. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, though, they were like I seen something else, like a research and development thing mm. in China that's getting some flack as well because they have all these viruses they're studying. But I think it was like the U.S. was like, "Oh, that shit's not airtight over there, and it could cause an outbreak of other viruses by letting the virus out of the research facility." That's kind of terrifying as well. Because we have that shit, or we used to have that right in our backyard with Dugway. Mm. Not in, in uh, the viral aspects, but we had chemicals, mm-hmm. like uh, tons of them out there. So that's all scary. It's all scary. Chemicals, viruses, that ooh stuff makes my skin crawl, but it's also very interesting. But let's move on to the topic for today. Ouija boards. Spirit boards. Ouija Correction. boards. Ouija boards. They started boards. as spirit boards. Because spiritualism became very popular in America in the 1840s. They were actually referred to as spirit boards before spiritualism. Spiritualism actually came from spirit boards. Get I'm just saying the cracked. idea of spiritualism became like huge in the 1840s. Yeah, it did. In America. It like sure did. It popped up and was massive thanks to the fox sisters um yeah because they claimed to have been able to talk to spirits in their home i listened to a true crime podcast that had to do with them 
Um, they weren't involved in crimes, though. They did lie about somebody oh, committing they murder, but lied committing all the murder. Time, I but think. there was something that somehow was related to that. I know it was because this wasn't the first time I'd heard of them, and I can remember the podcast I heard it on, but I can't find the episode. And they have almost like two hundred episodes, and I wasn't gonna go through and find it. And but it's gonna drive me crazy. So if anybody remembers the crime junkie episode about the Fox sisters, can you let me know? <laughs> Well, and basically, they gave way to ideas. Yes. Um, they lived in a home and claimed to have been talking or communicating with the spirit of a man who was murdered and his body hidden there. Correct? Yeah. Well, sort of. Can and, I can I give you a little bit of history about them? Because uh-huh. I think they're pretty interesting and they're clever little shitheads. So um, they <laughs> what were. What if they were telling the truth? They were not. They came out and they were happily said they didn't so they were happy (laughs) they were like no we fucking lied um but they were from new york city and um they were saying that they were receiving messages from the spirits and the foxes there so there's three of them um lee margaretta and Catherine, or uh kate and the two younger sisters used um wrappings which is like tapping and stuff like that to convince Catherine that they were communicating with the spirits and their older sister that would be Kate. She eventually actually took charge and managed um, their careers. <laughs> but um, so one of their wrappings that they used to convince their mom that, that they were truly speaking with to spirits was they tied an apple to a string and then they would move the string up and down and then the apple would like thump on the wall or the on the floor or wherever they were deciding to thump it at the time and um and then they would just drop the apple and then it would make a really weird noise because that like isn't something you would hear very often and it convinced their mom and um then it eventually convinced their neighbors and then they told their neighbors that somebody had been murdered in the house and that's where that came from and they were like no that the those noises that's the person that was murdered and they um they concluded that a murder had been committed in the house and they went over the whole surrounding country trying to get names of people who had actually lived in that home and they did actually find a name um a man who lived there and his name was Bell uh, i think it was William Bell if i'm correct and they like told the nation that this poor guy had committed a murder in the house and that the noises were coming from the spirit of the person that he murdered and he was like shunned and nobody like no one would talk to him even though he just happened to live there and was alive so they pinned it on him like nothing happened um but they like attracted all kinds of people like sojourner truth and george washington and like they that's when where spiritualism came from because at that point people saw how much money they were making and that's where imitators began coming from and you had a lot of them yes it so, got big quick so and and you're correct when you say so an idea started to spread across the country mm-hmm. and with ideas you get ideas as well mm-hmm. and you had a ton of i do who was the what was the first spirit board that came out weren't there well, just a few there, there there's a lot of arguments about that because the practice of receiving messages um like from beyond the grave or beyond the veil as our prepper friends refer to it as um it actually was believed that that stuff with spirit boards originated in about 540 bc mm-hmm. so it's been around pretty much a as long, long as time. humanity's been around but like the first um well, yeah spirit what i mean. board ouija board was in the 1880s and that came after like so spiritualism gave way to mediums which if you don't know what a medium is they're just a person that communicates between the living and the dead they're the medium <laughs> i never under i was like why are they called mediums i was like i'm stupid and then i was like oh duh what i'm an idiot it's because they're in the middle they speak oh. between like i was like that's dumb what's that really popular one sylvia brown sylvia brown and then um Alison Dubois. Is that another one? I don't think. Or is that her real name? I don't know if that's. Her I just real know name. that they those. I people used to re- love Sylvia Brown. Dude, those people really irk me a little bit. When but. I was like 
eight or something, possibly younger than that. So Sylvia Brown was on Montel Williams' show like every All Wednesday. The time, yeah. Yeah. Like once a week, she had a section on the show. And whenever Sylvia Brown came on, my mom, like if during the summer, because um, it, played normally when i would have been at school i would be like i remember all the time being in the backyard playing like in the sprinkler or on the trampoline and my mom would open the sliding glass door and she was like sylvia brown's on and i would haul balls into the living room and watch sylvia brown with my mom and they're so i don't know i guess it's it's all in how you perceive them to me i think they're kind of hocus pocus bullshit that point yeah, her name really is emotions. Allison Dubois. Sorry, go on. From the show medium. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm just saying I don't I don't believe in them at all. I, I think also don't believe in them. I think they're very good at reading into people. So and, there's a whole science about how mediums work, um, and I'm not gonna get into the arguments of people like Allison Dubois who have come up with really bizarre dreams and somehow solved murders. I know that there are people that have come up with information and I don't know if they really got it somehow or if they got a tip. I don't know. I'm not talking about that. But those people that go into shows like that Long Island medium lady and they are, this is what they do. So they get a big audience and they say, okay, I am getting the letter H. And then, and then people start like H. What do you mean? Um, H died in a really, a really bad way. Which, what way is a good way to die? Like, so then people start giving out a little bit of information. Well, I had an Uncle Harry and he, you know, he had a car accident. Oh, your Uncle Harry's telling you that he's real proud of you. Did your Uncle Harry have a, uh, I don't know, a, a child that was really important? Like, bullshit like that and that's how it's kind of like leading the witness it, it's that's exactly <laughs> what it is and a lot of these people and genuinely the show, believe and it's like, come on down to the stage let's talk yes. now and a lot of these people truly do believe that what they're doing is real like they i think it goes back to the same thing that how ouija boards work it's that Ideo, or ideomotor response or whatever like i feel like it's almost the same science where these people think they're actually doing a good thing because they come up with this you know generic information and then it does match but it matches because you are leading that person so that's yeah. how that stuff works you can go i could write a fortune and give it to like 10 people in a room or like a not a fortune but like a horoscope there's been like because the, the, yeah, i've the, seen studies on that yeah things. horoscopes and things like fortune telling or like speaking to the dead or whatever they all fall under kind of like the same umbrella category of psychology and um you can write a horoscope and the same horoscope and give it to 10 people in a room and tell them to not open it or to not show anybody else. And they'll all tell you that it's spot on because they pick out the information that is spot on and they don't look at the information that's incorrect. So that's how that stuff works. So the same thing with mediums, you're like, oh no, it wasn't a child that was really important, but they had a, a neighbor that was really important. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The neighbor, the neighbor, like that's how that stuff works. No, I, I agree. I I always found like Sylvia Brown and stuff to be very off putting to me. Uh, my mom like bought all her books and just totally so bought into mom. that crap. We had all of her books, or I all or not all of them, but a lot of them. And I remember because obviously my dad has like, you know, he's got weird like he had a lot of guilt over his brother passing and like wanted to talk to his brother. And I remember him like wanting to go talk to Sylvia Brown. Like she was in Salt Lake or something or like something was happening where he was going to have an opportunity and he was going to go ask her about his brother. And like, I'm so glad he didn't because that would have just been a scam and a half. That's my opinion on him. But I'm as a sure kid, a lot of other people would say, no, you're wrong and argue the other fact of it, but just me. Mm, I, don't I don't know how. I, like I said, I don't know how. Like Allison Dubois has been able to come up with information that legitimately solves crimes, and there's a couple of other psychics or whatever that have, or mediums, depending on what they go by, 
that have come up with information that has been helpful in like murder cases or missing persons cases. And I don't know how that works, but I can tell you that those fucking mediums that you see, sorry, on Montel Williams <laughs> or in shows like it, I don't think Montel Williams has a show anymore. And like on like people that read your palms, that's, there's a whole, there's a scheme to it. Like it's not real. I, I think that's it's the exact same thing with tarot card readers. I have like this is something that is really interesting to me. Like I've gone and I've gotten my palm read and I've not given the right information and they just like they're like yeah okay like you were purposefully deceitful during a palm reading. Yes, and like why would you do that? Are you being serious? No. <laughs> oh, I always wanted to like because I. Took you always a, wanted to be a deceitful little liar. No, <laughs> I took this psychology class and I and we learned all about this and I was like, no way, because I grew up really believing in mediums and stuff. Like obviously, I li- every Wednesday in the summer I watch Sylvia Brown, and because that was just like in my family that was there wasn't a doubt that that was real. Like you just. Like, that's how we were brought up. And so when I took the psychology class and I was like, okay, actually, this stuff makes more sense. But I, part of me was like, still wanting to believe that the mediums were real and the palm readers were real. So the first chance I got, I went to one and I was deceitful and she totally gave me all kinds of weird bullshit that I was going to meet my soulmate on a musical and really weird. But, um... (laughs) Like, it was so weird, and he was going to have glasses, and we were going to meet over refreshments or something, like, really bizarre like that. And so, of course, I was like, okay, like, you you didn't speak to anybody. There's I, no voices in your head. And it's the same thing with the, the tarot card readers. It doesn't matter what card you pull, but they can give you some information that might be helpful for your life because every card could relate to you in some fucking way. Mic drop. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I just go to the most famous Zoltan for all my <laughs> advice. We have gone to Zoltar. Or Zoltar, that's it, right? Zoltar's yeah. okay, yeah. Zoltan is something else. He's the one who like gives you the tickets. Yeah, they have them at um, quarters. Yeah. Quarters located in downtown Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> their drinks suck, but their games are fun. Um, but bringing it back to the Ouija board. So the spiritualism (laughs) and stuff starts. And then we have all these talking boards or spirit boards starting to come out. Um, And a lot of these are using their, they have planchettes, um, but they're, a lot of them are using like, uh, not even the, they're like using a pencil almost in the planchette writes. Instead I did of, read that. Instead of actually going over a pre-made board. <laughs> and it's like they almost figured out that this that it was bullshit. <laughs> like they're like, damn, this isn't a very good way because it always just ends up with scribbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were like, it was really hard to read. Yeah. That so was that, something I read and I was like, well, fuck it. Duh. <laughs> well, that's when uh Elijah Bond had the idea to patent the planchette and things, right? If I'm correct. Um, let me check my notes. Where is Elijah's? Elijah was the one that decided to patent the planchettes. The planchettes were said to move due to the phenomenon considered. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so the they they start to companies are making their own spirit boards, their own talking boards. Planchettes were around though. So the mediums, way before the mediums were like you were saying, they were using the parlor tricks to make it look like the spirits were moving the planchettes. And then they had the pencils, and so the writings that were produced, like it says, are off. They were often really hard to um, decipher <laughs> because like, it was fucking is... scribbles. <laughs> and so then it became really ineffective. And I don't know why they continued using the planchettes. I don't have that information because in the 1880s, so like basically a Ouija board came around, and with Charles Kennard. And Kennard, like, he had, like, four investors, and they started making these Ouija boards um, that looked very similar to the uh, now very popularized look. And they weren't actually called Ouija boards at the time. I'm not sure what they were called. I don't have that in my notes. But I have in my notes that they started calling it Ouija because of the we and ja, which is yes in French and German. And then all of a sudden it says Elijah Bond decided to patent the planchettes. So I'm not sure why he did that exactly because they were ineffective, but it did end up working because of the ideomotor response, 
when everybody was using them together. But the pencil trick had to go. <laughs> well, so what I heard is... I don't know if that answered your question or just made it more difficult. No, uh, it's it's fine. Um, so they got their uh, patent on February 10th, 1891. Um, and there's a lot of like... Uh, a lot of stories about how they got their patent. One of them was you can get the patent for the board and the planchette that um, the patent officer told them this if they could prove it worked. So it would have to spell his name. Mm -hmm. And it did. (laughs) And so he gave him the patent. That was one story. Um, But yeah, uh, basically, you know, the the word Ouija... um, a lot of people were like, it's ancient Egypt, meaning good luck. Or like you were saying, the um, whole thing with French and German There words. was a... Well, so I also did read that, though. There it was um, one of the first images that they used for the Ouija board. I don't have this in my notes, so I'm using it off the top of my head. One of the first images on the Ouija board was reminiscent of a goddess in Egypt. And it was... It appeared to be a misspelling of the word that was... The word good luck um, in Egypt or Egyptian. And so that's where some people claimed it came from. I'm not totally sure. I thought the I read multiple places about the William Folk. And so I felt like that seemed a little more reliable. But I, it's up for debate. I, I don't think you'll ever know. Uh, well, it, it is way back when, you know, we're talking about history from... The, you know, 1891, the wonderful talking Ouija board. Um, but it, it took off. It's um, one of the craziest game stories. And um, it was also, in the 60s, one of the only games to overtake Monopoly in sales. I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, that's Think about amazing. how simple this game is. It's not even a game, really. It's kind of... I, I look at Ouija boards and I I love Ouija boards. I love the uh, the lore to them and the mm-hmm. ooh they're evil. Do I think they're really evil? No, I think they're a piece of cardboard with a very interesting design put on them. Right. Um, but you can only imagine in you know even like the 1950s and 60s like a bunch I of adults that, getting together or like teenagers. Like 1930s was like a big a big deal. Yeah, and just getting or together. Or 1920s, excuse me. And being like, let's because use Because a lot thing. of psychic books were coming out. Oh, for sure. And you used to, the way you use it is you put it on the knees, okay? Mm-hmm. So your knees have to be touching and your hands both go on the planchettes. Two-person game. You never play alone. <laughs> That's one because of the. Because then the planchette won't work. Yeah, no shit. That's one of the rules. Never play alone. And um, it makes it more mysterious, so it works. I like yours. <laughs> the fucking planchette won't move, man, because it won't. It won't. Um, Unless you got a magnet on your fucking knee and a magnet <laughs> attached to your planchette, then it'll move, and you move your knees a little bit. So, um, but basically, they they took off. They got really popular um, to this day. Now they're they're. It was even it was used, but it was never really. Uh, thought of as like satanic or evil or opening of bad bad juju anything like that until a movie came out that's not what i read what would you read i read that it wasn't they didn't start to get a bad name until um the roman catholics openly criticized them and the the um the catholics said that it was a form of divination, divination, divinate. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but it means um, seeking information from supernatural sources, which then led to the folklore and the cautionary tales in the literature and then entering it into the films. But I'd like to hear what you read. I just read that they were um, shown as being very, you know, spiritual and things like that, but they were never in the realm of demonic until the 1973 horror film. Oh, I wonder what the that could Exorcist. be. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I mean, they were used in like, I love Lucy 
They were? In an I'm episode. I'm giving that a I think, right I think it was either I Love now. Lucy or what's that other one? Uh, that old show. She was a genie. I dream of genie. Well, one of those. I was listening to. <laughs> I could totally see Lucy using one. I was I was listening to a couple um, like videos on the history of these. And that was the one that said, yeah, they've been used in American pop culture and things like there that. There is a seance episode. In it's in I Love Lucy, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they use a Ouija board. Hold on, I'm pulling up the clip really quick. My sound should be off, but I want to see it, and then I'm gonna share it. Oh, my sound's not off. They're asleep. She's just like in a fucking hammock. Let me see. Her bed's you seen on the a Ouija hammock. Board? Not yet. It says oh. classic seance episode. Where do we get to the Ouija board? But it didn't start to get a lot of backlash until they put it in The Exorcist. And that's basically how Reagan gets introduced to her demon a spirit that's initially talking to her called Mr. Howdy through the board. <laughs> that was so loud. Was it? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, people. I think just because I'm sensitive to, <laughs> to high-pitched sounds. But, I mean, and that's, I mean, now you have, you have a, a movie in itself uh, named Ouija, two of them. You have Ouija boards that have been used countless times throughout TV shows, movies in very evil, mysterious ways. So I think we ourselves allowed um, allowed it to go that way as a society. Um, I completely agree. I think. Oh, there it is. I've got the picture of her with the Ouija board. I'll post it on our on our page. Yeah, man. Um, she also was looking at like a tarot card book. I I think that we give things power, and if you give something the power, then it does have it. Um, I think our brains are very powerful. I think it's just like placebos. So if you tell yourself something's gonna work it's more likely to work like a diet pill or, you know, whatever. I think it's the same way. If you go into a seance or um, uh, whatever, like a Ouija board game play with your friends, you're going to, it's more likely to work because you're Multiplayer. Giving, sorry, I didn't know how to <laughs> describe it, but it's more likely to the work you because you're. It was like, I thought of like an online game, like you're sitting there with your friends playing this online Ouija and it's like, Jonathan has entered the game. And you're like, it's a spirit. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's, that's what we should do. Have you seen that it's picture of the idea. cat online where the cat's playing with a Ouija board and it's like, my cat after I die at 12 a.m. Feed me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. Um, this is uh, an interesting thing from, this is smithsonianmag.com. So Ouija existed on the periphery of American culture. Um sorry how do you overtake me i just lost where i was okay ouija existed on the periphery of american culture popular mysterious interesting and usually bargaining with few cases um on murders and non-threatening events that is until 1973 in that year, The Exorcist scared the pants off people <laughs> in the theaters with all pea soup and head spinning <laughs> and supposedly based on a true story. Um, God damn, iPad. Knock it off. How do I go away? Sorry. Like, I, I'm using my finger to scroll through this and it's like copying and pasting. Um, but basically, yeah, they're saying that was one of the big changes so a movie really brought it to the forefront of being demonic and that's the smithsonian so you gotta trust that stuff i also read that alistair crowley kind of brought in the satan satanic oh, vibes he, because yeah. so if you don't know who alistair crowley is was he was an english occultist um he did ceremonial magic <laughs> which is interesting. He was a poet, a painter, and a novelist. Um, he was also a mountaineer. He had quite the 
resume. Um, but he supposedly used the Ouija board and like used it in his, again, ceremonial magic as one does. <laughs> and um, I guess he became like super fascinated by it, like thought it was this really amazing thing. And he was going to market his own with a new name, uh, but he never did. <laughs> and uh, because of their like the wild history and the religious rejection and him that attributed to the um satanic belief yeah that being said let's get into how ouija boards really work in the scientific way so the ideomotor response yeah so um the ideomotor Ideomotor effect response, uh, it's basically a subconscious tool, right? It's like a phenomenon when people get together and somehow your brain's all intertwined. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just going to go from box and I'm going to read this section Perfect. for you. Please and thank you. Um, so if you've never used a Ouija board, the concept is pretty straightforward, obviously, with a group or by yourself. You, it has to be a group in my opinion, at least two. You place your hands lightly on a triangular pointer called the planchette. The planchette rests on the board itself, which has the words yes and no on its top corners and an alphabet in the center and the word goodbye at the bottom. The idea is to summon the spirits you want to communicate with, obviously. And they'll move the planchette around the board to spell out answers to questions you ask until you finally say goodbye and the spirits go back to wherever they came from. It all sounds pretty harmless, but there's a long tradition of people believing that Ouija boards are dangerous occult gateways that can lead to demon possession or worse. After all, what happens if a non-friendly spirit that is moving the planchette without... Pazuzu. <laughs> yeah. He's named Mr. Howdy before he becomes Pazuzu. Just saying. In fact, there's a simple scientific explanation. The mysterious mechanism that powers the Ouija board is called the ideomotor effect. Ideo, ideo, pronounced ideo. Oh, ideo. Yeah, oh, ideo. I've been fucking it up the whole night then. Sorry. Slash mo slash tor. Ideomotor effect. Thank you for breaking down how to but, pronounce motor for me. <laughs> well, then it says here you can also pronounce it idea motor effect. And it's basically a way of your body... Uh, that talks to itself. The ideomotor effect is an example of unconscious, involuntary physical movement. That is, we move when we are trying not to move. If you have ever experienced the feeling of a sudden jerk, awaking from sleep, also knows, known as the hypnic jerk, you've experienced a motor erupt, abrupt version of the ideomotor effect. Your brain signals your body to move without your conscious awareness. The obvious difference is the ideomotor effect happens when you're awake, so the reflex movements you make are much smaller. Mm. In the case of a Ouija board, your brain may unconsciously create images and memories when you are asking the board questions. Your body responds to your brain without consciously telling it to do so causing the muscles in the hands and arms to move the pointer to the answer that you, again, unconsciously may want to receive. So if it's like, Dad, are you there? Whoop! <laughs> yeah, there are multiple scientific no, studies that have shown various instances on the ideomotor effect in action. In one well-known and oft, oft, often repeated variety oft. variant Didn't. of the Ouija board test, the blindfolded participants must spell much more incoherent messages. You can try this at home. Uh, but yeah, so that's from Vox.com, uh, kind of breaking down the effect. So when you're blindfolded, it doesn't work. Because you can't see the board. But if it was a spirit, what would, like, why would that matter, right? Well, if it was a spirit, the argument could be, I'm playing the devil's advocate here, that how could they tell you what they were saying if you're blindfolded? And also, that was funny, devil's advocate. Ba -dum -bum. What do you mean, how could they tell you what 
How if the if you're blindfolded and the EDO motor response can't work, right? So if you're if but if you're blindfolded and you're playing with a Ouija board, the spirit can't speak to you because you can't read what they're telling you. Mm, yeah, I guess. Like that would be an argument. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, no. I for... think that it's all bullshit, but <laughs> it would be like somebody that could be like the opposite argument. And I remember on our last episode, we were talking about crazy stories and I had a talking board, not a Ouija board. It was like a, I swear to God, it was like, it, it was like labeled as a Zoltar board or something, but it was the same. Give it a goog. See if that was a real thing. Give it a goog. Okay. Zoltar. Okay. Can we get the dogs like some mini headphones? Yeah, right. <laughs> How cute would that be? A habeas corpses photo with the dogs talking and wearing headphones. Adorable. No, I don't I don't think I think I'm making things up now. No, there it is. Let me see. This is it. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I see it right now. It's Here it is. 3495. Oh, that's not much. Let's see. Um, it's not uh, Marcus hasn't shown it to me yet. It's not real. It's not um it's not Zoltar. It's the Swami, but this I swear to god, this is the same thing. Oh, I could see why you would have thought that that was Zoltar as a kid. Yeah. Well, no, just I as a kid I didn't know, but now that I'm looking at this thing, you're like, that's it. That's what I had. The Swami mystery talking board. Instead of, instead of, uh, well, no, it has hello, goodbye. It also has reception good, reception bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. your internet is bad. Right <laughs> you know, the spirit so world funny, is dude. a little bit fuzzy at the moment. No, 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 no. Uh, the storm rolling in. <laughs> no. We take, <laughs> he was the Verizon guy. But now he's like the T-Mobile oh, guy or whatever. Oh, can you hear me now? Fuck yeah, we put him in the middle. Can you hear me now? Ooh, that's funny. <laughs> that would be awesome. Don't steal my uh, idea, please. Anybody. Or if you do, just just please credit me. I'm going to order this right now. <laughs> Whoa, we haven't even ended the episode and he's already pulling out the I, debit Dude, card. I am, man. I want it. <laughs> just because this is the one I was talking to you about that I literally ripped up. And we like, <laughs> and you buried it. And yeah, shit. and they're like, oh no. <laughs> and your friends are like, yeah, man, that shit's fun. Did you ever play with the Ouija board growing up? No, we were not allowed to. Really? Yes. Your your mom or dad really? My mom's in? a nut about spiritual well, stuff. Well, she. I mean, if they, my mom is also kind of out there with. All of that, I'm not going to talk all her a nut like you. Um, but she was very much into uh, like the mediums and all that stuff. Um, I was brought up thinking that Ouija boards were evil. Um, and if you owned one, like you were crazy. Uh, she always told stories about people she knew where they threw away a Ouija board and it came back. Um, Mine didn't come back, but I was afraid it was going to. I did have a cousin... Well, she's my second cousin. Her and my dad grew up together, and she swears to God that they had a homemade Ouija board that they threw away after talking to a spirit, and it came back. But I don't believe it. They didn't cut it up and burn it. Apparently not. But no, we were not allowed to play with those. I never even saw a real one until you and I met. Really? Yeah. No. What? You never never been to a Target or a Walmart? I've never seen a real one. I didn't know they sold them at Target and Walmart before. What? Mm -mm. So you're telling me your whole life up till you were 19, you never walked through the game section of Walmart, Target, Kmart, any of those, and seen the talking boards? I swear to God. I'd never seen one in real life until I saw yours. Which one? The one that I got framed for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Old I'd, school one. Mm-hmm. What, I've never that, seen one. God, what, I got that from an antique store. It's like in 1972. Something like that. Yeah. It's old. And it's framed. Talk about that. Because I think that's very interesting. Because I, I, I like Ouija boards. And you were like, I'm going to get his vintage one framed up. So 
So I don't even know how you did it. How did you steal my Ouija board? Away? I didn't actually end up stealing it from you. I finally was like, I'm framing this. It's one of your Christmas presents. Like I had to tell you. Oh yeah. Because I, I, I was like, there's no out. way I can get this thing off the wall without him not noticing. That's right. Cause I had it framed already, but in a really crappy plastic frame. Yeah. And you went and did it professionally. But when you did it, it's so, the story's so funny because you worked at Michael's at the time. Mm-hmm in their frame shop and no one would touch that thing nobody and so like marcus said i was working in the frame shop and there was a really strict rule about like working on your own stuff you weren't supposed to and um of course i later did frame something else of ours but that's neither here nor there but um i brought it in and i put it in the little package just like you're supposed to put it away and the frame came in and one of the other framers saw it and she's like, oh, I'm not framing that. And she took it to, you know, there was like three of us that three others or something like that. Several people and none, nobody was willing to frame it. Oh, no, it wasn't in the little package. I had put it because it was an antique. I put it in the back in a, in a special box in the office. And then when it the frame came in and the like the framers were working, they wouldn't touch it. So. Nobody would touch it. Even the person who took my order, she refused to measure it. I had to measure it myself. And I was like, can you double check these? Because I just barely started and I sucked at measuring. And she was like, that looks right. That's fine. And uh, But she wouldn't touch it. I had to put it in the box myself. And then when it came in, the other framers were like, oh, I won't touch that. And so I had to, I had to do it myself. And like, <laughs> they were all so scared of it. And it, everybody was like, do you really have a Ouija board? Is that... Can I, is that is there really a Ouija board in this building? And everybody got so like everybody in the store was talking about it. But yeah, no one was willing to frame it for me, and everybody was scared of it, and everybody was freaked out that I was taking it to our house. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at mine right now on. Don't you remember eBay. though, like my mom coming over after we got it framed, and she refused to touch it. Yeah, stupid ass. Yeah, so I'm telling you, like I grew up in a home that was like mediums are real, like without a doubt, spirits are among us. Like you, you can buy the very one that I have right now on eBay for fifty. Well, fifty-five dollars is the starting bid. I got mine cheap. Mm -hmm. Antique small man. And it was in great condition. And I'm it's in perfect condition. You know what I'm so mad about? Mm. I threw the fucking box away. You idiot. Yeah, that was the dumbest thing I ever did. But oh. I'm I'm so anti clutter that I'm like, I'll go to throw the box away or I'll just sit here. And the box is like one of the most collectible things out of the damn thing. Well, at least your frame is it matches it perfectly. With a little bit of a gold accent. <laughs> You're welcome. No, it worked out great. Well, because guess what? Game boards do not come in standard frame sizes. Yeah, now I want risk framed. Okay, well, I can't yeah, I'd love there. to find a vintage risk board. But That's nobody's going to be afraid of a risk board, so I guess you can take it in yourself. Shit, more. <laughs> Dude, that game's scarier than Ouija. That game will take up your life. I've never played it. You know what fucking takes up your life? <laughs> it's very true i started playing that again yesterday i it's, was like i'm getting bored of solitaire it's funny that ouija boards have lasted so long they'll last forever and they'll last probably till the end of time yep i mean parker brothers i think owns them now yeah it's parker brothers they lock and key man they got that thing like there's no other company out there that makes a spirit board anymore Except, um, like Etsy people, oh, they make yeah. like evil looking ones. Like, I was just looking at one that had a bathroom on it. Oh. I like a cute, fancy one that was like, like pink and unicorns glittery. and shit. Yeah. There's like a rainbow going over the Yeah, top. that would be cute. <laughs> like, would, and that would be creative for it an would Etsy be person. Like, dude, it would be the gayest fucking Ouija board around. It would be so great. And people would and fucking it would, love it. And it would like, Instead of the like, it would have letters, but they would, they would They'd talk in the very feminine gay way. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to express here, but like, you know how like some gay guys talk, like, 
in a feminine way. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, but um, like, what are you? How is the Ouija board gonna speak I don't that know. way? Is what you, I don't you understand. You would have to get it, like a. <laughs> it would be like a. Yes. A, no. Talk to the hand. <laughs> talk to the hand, cause the face don't care, or whatever that is. It would just be the. I don't know. That'd be a fun Ouija board. <laughs> you should make one. Hey, we know somebody who's doing epoxy decals. I'll get a hold of her. She can, I'll design it. She can print it. Oh man! And then if anybody has a cuter voice than me, let me know because Just, I'm like I thinking don't of what you could voice. replace that with. Like, what are some popular words in like the gay culture? Yes, queen. Yeah, <laughs> instead of yes, it's yes. Queen. Oh, honey. <laughs> Like a fucking Trixie and Katya board would be amazing. You should pitch that idea to him. I'm going to. Because Katya would be all over that. She loves weird shit. And then and then Trixie could just make it pink and girly. It would be the best thing ever. There you go. Oh, honey. Anyways. If anybody doesn't know, I watch all the time. Oh, you watch what? I can't do it. Uh, it's uh. Well, <laughs> There's a show on YouTube. It's called uh. Yeah, it's like uh. <laughs> yeah, you do. Which one did we see in concert? Uh, Trixie. But I'd love to see Katya. I just watched a video of her, and she, cause her, she's got a now a are Russian they name. her or are they he? They or are they... men, but when they are in drag, you refer to them as women. Okay. But um, Katya, um, so it's a shortened name. The whole name is Russian. Like that's the drag persona. And I didn't know that Katya could actually speak Russian until more recently, cause I'm a moron. But I was watching this video of Katya singing. Um, R-E-S-P-E-C-T and did a fucking back handspring across the stage while she's singing in Russian and she's in her fucking 50s. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Well, whatever one we've seen was a very entertaining show and she was very... Trixie she, is he, hilarious. Was very talented and funny as hell. I'm surprised you're admitting that. I never hid that from you. I enjoyed that show. I You it, hate them together. You don't like when I watch Trixie and Katya. Oh, I think they're. I think they can be very annoying. But together. Trixie's show is amazing. The music and the comedy. But that doesn't and mean the they're bad. Changes. I'm not necessarily saying like they're. For me, I don't enjoy it. So to me, it's bad. But I that doesn't mean saying. it's like they're untalented or, or like horrendously I get it now. terrible. I thought you were like I like them, and I was like, what? That's what I was confused about. My no, dad. I loved the show we went to. That was fun. It was fun. I, I did not enjoy missed, the people next to oh us. Oh, my could not. God. Who ended up leaving early? <laughs> Weren't they God. talking about pizza yes, or something? they were. They were yeah. more concerned with pizza than and the show. And I was show. like, go shut the fuck up. I'm finally 21, and I'm in the balcony, and you're ruining it. Okay, bitch? I missed when Katya was here because I couldn't afford it. I hope she comes back through. Oh, Hey. I think that wraps it up. We're at 56 <laughs> minutes. We've oh, talked, honey. <laughs> we've talked about uh, the coronavirus. We've um, also Lucy talked and her about, stance. yeah, and um, the Fox sisters. Rest in peace, Sid Haig. Correct. You're, uh, you're in our hearts, even if you're not in the Oscars. Oscars. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Screw those guys, anyways. We also I talked about Montel Williams and Sylvia Brown. Is Montel Williams still around? I don't fucking know, but I loved his show as a kid. Dude, he I always reminded weirdest... me of like uh, a genie himself with that really Ball shaved head, head and it was like really shiny. And then did he have like one earring or some shit? <laughs> yeah, he totally <laughs> did. Montel. He should have played the damn genie in uh, Aladdin, man. Oh, man, he's such a goofy-looking dude in some of these pictures. Like, in some, he looks just fine, but in some of them, he looks like see. a real dork. But here he is. Oh, two earrings. Sorry. Oh, he's got two? Yeah. Oh, man, dude, he's aging like fine wine, man. I don't know if that's a super... Yeah, that's recent That's recent, dude. Oh, here's on his show. And he always had a... He yes, still has always... a show? No, this is back in the day. This is a uh, um. It had seventeen seasons. He always wore a turtleneck though. I forgot about that. Yeah, man, Montel Williams is shit. 
But we don't like Sylvia Brown. He is shit or the <laughs> He's shit? He's the shit. Okay. He's not shit. It sounded like I enjoyed oh, wow. watching him just as much as you did. <laughs> oh, he's got he's fucking ripped. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Good for you, Montel Williams. <laughs> right on. Well, don't get caught out there oh, playing a Ouija board <laughs> alone because that is one of the rules and it might come back to haunt you. You all have a great night. And let us know in the comments below any stories you have of Ouija boards. Or anything else relating to this episode because it was pretty fun. Yeah, man. <laughs> you guys like Montel Williams? What's your favorite Montel Williams episode? Do you like Mari? Let's talk about Mari next week. Do you dis... <laughs> Lacey, you are the father. <laughs> ah, I didn't even know I had a penis. Dude, that, that was a... Mari sucked. The Mari show sucked. I've seen some good episodes. That's the Mari, right? Mari yeah. was the one Mar always. Mari Yeah, dude. Always just ruining people's lives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sometimes he did. Sometimes he didn't. Well, he used a very pseudo-science bullshit fucking way of doing things, too. He might as well have just used a damn fucking Ouija board on the stage. And you... That would have been so the much... spirit says you are not... Dude, that is the show we need. America needs that. Um, we are Mari, currently we need, canceling our podcast. We need Mari and Montel Williams and a Ouija board, and we're going to And can it. it be the Trixie and Katya Ouija board? <laughs> yes, and we are going to prove some fathers right now. I'll be in the audience with all the dogs. Ooh! But he... he <laughs> I'm like clipping like a motherfucker. Sorry, Because we're getting excited. He, um... He used lie detectors. I think I fucking we should do hate an, lie detectors. I think that should be one of our it's next bullshit. episodes. Maybe that'll be a Patreon episode because the lie detectors are not. I don't know if the people accurate. can handle my energy about lie detector tests. That's why it's for the patrons only. Anyways, <laughs> you guys all have a great night. Check us out on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Castbox, Patreon. And Patreon. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cough into you the... You could become a patron for as oh. low as a dollar a month and get access to all of our bonus episodes, which there's a lot on there. You we could get Mac and me. You can get Lori hacking. You can get Waco. You can get a bunch of other cool shit. And in the future, you can get an episode on lie detectors. You all have a great night. See ya.